Countdown to kickoff continues. The Jaguars and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up Christmas Eve, Week 16, battle of first-place teams. Well, they're tied for first place in the respective divisions. And it's time for our weekly conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back, Fred Taylor. Playoff football in December doesn't get much tighter than this. I mean, three-way tie for first in the AFC South, two-way tie in the NFC South, and they're playing each other this week, Fred. JP, you said it, man, playoff football in December. Before that goes over a lot of people's head, all that means is you got to win every game. You cannot lose under any circumstances. There has to be an extreme sense of urgency in these games as the season is winding down. Now, the mindset is we can't lose. But unlike the playoffs, you if you happen to lose, you have two more weeks for other things to kind of sort itself out. But again, if you don't lose, you control your own destiny. That's just the most simplest way, even if that's the most simplest. Most, you can't use most with EST. So that's the simplest way I can put it. Uh, just don't lose. And we can solve all those problems. Even the grammar, uh, miss the inappropriate grammatical or the grammatical errors. Yeah, that. That's what they taught you at Florida, I suppose, Fred. Well, you know what? When they were teaching or when we were in class, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Fred Taylor with us. All right, so the number one storyline this week is is Trevor Lawrence and his status. And, you know, we won't find out until later in the week what his deal is. It's a concussion protocol. He's got to go through five different steps to, to get back. And, you know, it has happened. Brock Purdy, I think, earlier this year, had a concussion on a Sunday and then played the next Sunday. It doesn't happen often, though. It's possible with with Trevor. Um, You know, it's a different feel, though, obviously, if he's not out there and C.J. Beathard is in, you know, you've got to pare down some things and the skill set's much different. So how much different would this be if for the first time ever Trevor Lawrence isn't playing on Sunday? You know, uh, J.P., um, just first of all, the concussion protocol – is an amazing measure that they use. And I think that uh, if they had used it more in my day, you know, a, a lot guys, a lot of guys would be better off now in their, um, in, in their post careers. You know, and I say that respectfully to what the NFL has tried to achieve, you know, by implementing that measure. So uh, we all hope that whatever it is, uh, even if Trevor makes it out of the concussion protocol, that he's fine you know, uh, and that he's able to go, and that he's able to, with full clarity, go out there and, and focus as well as he's ever focused and understand the game and his job. Uh, with that being said, I think C.J. Beathard, we're back to the Cleveland game, you know, but Trevor, he's a, he's a guy who surprised us all. We thought his leg uh, was going to be off of his body frame. <laughs> the way he went down in the way the media made it sound throughout the week. But like Trevor does, you know, he bounced back uh, even before the, what was that, the, the Saints game as well. He came back in those two returns. He kind of outrushed everybody on the team, which is another uh, conversation in itself. Uh, but, yeah, much like uh, that that preparation that week, Doug said we're going to try to create some stuff around CJ to give him an opportunity to go out there and be successful. And I think they're in the same position this week. You know, CJ has to step up. He's getting more reps this week, more than he would get if Trevor was uh, 100% out, going to be out there. So CJ is having a few days to get more reps at practice, 
more film study, more more time with the receivers away from uh, uh, the practice, those periods that they, they practice. Uh, so, you know, from a preparation standpoint, he's going to get an overload. So he has to be ready there. Now it's time, time to get into game situation and handle that pressure that comes with it. The pressure from Tampa's defense, which is going to be lights out. Uh, the pressure of knowing you have to lead your offense. That's a whole different type of pressure. So uh, this week in preparation, it's there. Now he has to make sure that translates to uh, 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 game day so he can try to get a win. Fred Taylor with us. You know, in the passing game, no matter who's throwing the football, there's some changes there, too, in the in the wide receiver room. Christian Kirk's still down. Zay Jones yeah. came out of the game with a hamstring injury, and that didn't trend the right way this week. So guess what, Calvin Ridley? This is the time to step up and play, right? Yeah, that's, you know, that's why they bring you in. You know, that's why they designate you a true number one, which he is. We all seen it. He is. Um, I like to see more consistency out of Kelvin. Uh, there are moments where you're like, wow, this guy is so dynamic. He is a true, true, true number one, one of the top guys in the league. And then there are other moments where you're like, okay, you know, what's going on with Kelvin? Uh, but that, that's part of the game. I think he's the best receiver, in my opinion, that we've had since maybe Jimmy Smith, like pure natural receiver. Um, and that's just my my opinion. So our expectations as fans are a bit higher, and we put a bit more weight on his, sh on his shoulders for him to carry. Uh, so when he's not out there making those spectacular, you know, one-handed or toe-tap catches, we're like, what's going on with Calvin? So he has a lot on his uh, uh, plate again. Uh, you got to step up to the plate, man, be ready to go for a swing for the fences. And hopefully whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Trevor or CJ, they're able to uh, create some opportunities for him, which I'm sure he wants to create for himself. Brett Taylor with us. All right, you you said it's another conversation, but let's get to that running game conversation. That's um, one I did not want to have, but you can't run from it. You're supposed to run to it. And uh, I'll let you pose your question, or I can just keep on dabbling because the running game is non-existent, much like your question right now, JP. It's, it's non-existent because I won't let you ask it, uh, but I will tell you that the running game is suffering. It's a combination of things. You have an offensive line that's been shuffled. You have situations where they're certainly relying heavily on Trevor's arm. I mean, you brought him in, number one pick, obviously – excuse me, you brought him in number one pick. Obviously, you, you're, you're thinking he can bring a bit more to the game for you and just tend to forget about the run, uh, even when the defense is playing lights out. But when the defense isn't playing great and the offense isn't running the ball great, it spells disaster. You know, there's no patience for, for the play caller. He wants to get the ball down the field. Uh, they find themselves behind these last few weeks. Then they have to go away from the run. Um, and that hurts them. So I think if you try and commit to the run, uh, take advantage of the short short pass game, check down, check down. I don't remember the last time I saw running backs have more than, you know, 10 receptions or 10 targets in a game. I mean, the checkdowns are there. You know, if the teams are going to drop uh, uh, zone coverage, that means the checkdowns are open. You know, I've seen a few uh, instances even last week where, you know, I'm like, Trevor, that's your read right there. The coverage takes you here. Why go here? So he's not perfect, you know, 
he's not perfect. The run game, the guys up front aren't perfect. But uh, um, you have to give those plays an opportunity to develop. Uh, if I were Travis Etienne, you know, I'll go up to the play card and I'm like, look, be patient. Give, give me an opportunity. You Sometimes you have to go back there and convince them to – uh, um, that you were capable, and he's capable. We've seen it last year. Uh, he has some breakout games, and I think he's due for one here any minute. I don't even have to ask a question. All I got to do is say run game. Run game. Like, just, I, just go. It's great. Yeah, it's one of those uh, uh, clueless, keyless, clueless. You don't need <laughs> – you know, it, it's just it's, – it's, I don't want to say it's awful. It's, but it's, it's not it's, good. It's, it's not weighing good. heavy. It's weighing heavy on your mind, Fred. I can tell. Yes, it's it's not good. I've been in those situations where I'm like, man, we cannot run the ball, and it, we didn't have a lot because that's what we did. You know, we we forced the issue, and we had a defense that was stout, and we were able to run the uh, run the ball. That's how we were built. This team is not built like we were built. They have more receivers than myself and Maurice had the luxury of having and not knocking the guys that we had. These guys are just better in my opinion. Um, and the quarterback, you know, he's a natural pure passer, you know, he's a, a generational talent. So they're going to lean heavy on him uh, as opposed to what we had where we, they leaned on myself on Maurice in the legs of David Garrard, which was a, Nightmare for a lot of teams. Fred Taylor with us. On the other side, Jaguars defense has their hands full this week. Baker Mayfield's playing better. He had a perfect passer rating last week, one of three quarterbacks to have that in this 2023 season. But Godwin's playing better at wide receiver. And then, of course, Mike Evans is in his 10th year. He's got over 1,000 yards receiving in every season of his career. And every time you look up on TV, he's like scoring a touchdown, like every highlight show you watch. So <laughs> how do you cover Mike Evans? You don't. You, you, you can't. You just have to deal with what comes of it. Uh, he's the most consistent player in the entire NFL over the last decade. I don't care what anyone says. You talk about just a consummate pro. He comes to work uh, this offseason, a little disgruntled because of the contract talks, but they're well-deserved. You know, he just puts his head down and he goes to work. And that's what you love from him. He's one of those old-school blue-collar guys, man. He 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 gets it. Uh, it's hard to cover. Big, tall, strong, fast, even in 10 years in. Um, you just try to minimize him. He's going to get his. You just try to minimize it. Uh, um, you said Baker Mayfield is playing well. He's his outlet. Baker has two really good receivers. He has one that he can hit underneath and let him run. Run after the catch with uh, Godwin is, is amazing. Uh, or he can throw it deep to Godwin and he can get it deep to, to Big Mike. So the, the, the secondary is going to have their hands for, uh, full. I think this will be the best two receivers that they face in several weeks. As a combination, they're the best that they've probably faced all year. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Uh, Fred, have a Merry Christmas, you and the family. And, uh, hey, here we go. It's Christmas Eve football, Jaguars, Buccaneers, and we'll talk to you a little bit later. Look, whatever happens today, JP, all I know is the food tastes better when you win. This is for the players. You know, if they got their, their, their – um, 
their little Walkman. They don't even exist no more. But they got something that they can listen to the pregame show. So if they're guys, if you're listening, you get a win. The food tastes better. The eggnog, you can go a little heavier on the eggnog, whatever you're spiking it with, and you better chill out for a couple of days, not have just, to worry about the playoffs. You just dropped a Walkman on them. I mean, like what your cassette tapes? You gonna play cassettes too? Listen, if if they are listening, I can guarantee you there are probably eighty percent of the locker room have clue doesn't have a clue what a Walkman is. I tell you what, though, I miss mine every single day. It was oh, a great invention. Man, it was an amazing uh, product. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> the Walkman. Unbelievable. And I I will talk. M- I'm not talking about an MP3, JP. I'm talking no. about the original Walkman with the tape and you roll it out. That You get upset when the cassette gets stuck in there sometimes. You got to flip those it around. Were, yeah, yeah those, those, those were the days. Side A, side B, like how you get a side A and B when it's technology is amazing. That's it. That's yeah, it. this is this is a guy I'm talking to right now that has the earbud in his ear. I mean, that's that's how it's changed. I got the earbud in my ear, but I'm talking to you through speaker. That's yeah. kind of a I on the internet. Imagine that, like you can talk that on computers. It, that in itself, if someone had said that 30 years ago, you'd be like, oh, that's the Jetsons. That ain't happening. Like, but look, here we are. We're able to talk through the computer. Like, imagine if you had known about what what level, how the progression of the internet would have been back when uh, this guy by the name of Jeff Bezos or um, uh, uh, Steve Jobs and these guys came around when those companies were like $2 a share. You'd be like, man, I'm going to go out here and hustle up some money and buy me some Apple stock. I ain't trying to buy no Nikes. But or no cleats. <laughs> mm. I'm buying cleats anyway, JP. I had yeah, to go. I figured you were. Um, Fred, it's always a pleasure. We'll talk right, to boss. you. I'll see you in a minute.